What's up, anatomy nerds? Welcome to Anatomy Bites, a show for physical therapy students and beyond, where we discuss different parts of the body in bite-sized little chunks. I'm your host, Nick. I'm currently a third-year doctor of physical therapy student here in sunny Southern California, finishing up my last clinical rotations. This podcast is for anyone interested in learning anatomy for medical professionals, including PTs, MDs, pre-health students, and more. Thank you for joining us. Let's get on with today's show. Psst. Hey, you. Nerd. Yeah, you. Before we get started, can I ask you a favor? Has Anatomy Bites helped deepen your understanding of the human body or helped you study for that lab practical that you were really struggling with? If so, would you mind helping us boost our rankings in your favorite podcast app? If you're feeling the love for Anatomy Bites and you want to share those good vibrations, can you please rate and subscribe to this show? It's super simple and it will help us a long way. If you're listening to this podcast on the Apple Podcasts app, rating and leaving a comment is super quick and easy. All you need to do is scroll down from the main show page until you see ratings and reviews and tap those five little stars and leave a comment if you feel so inclined. If you're on Spotify from the main show page, just hit those three little dots in the upper right hand corner of your screen and select rate show from there. It's super easy and doing this small kindness will help boost our rankings and help others find out about the show. So if you're feeling the love, hook us up. Thanks and let's get on with it. Hey y'all, welcome, welcome to Anatomy Bites. We are in the first episode of 2022. How do you feel about that? that whole 2022. How do you feel about 2021? I'm seeing so much tension (laughs) online about 2021. It, you know, I don't really need to cover that, right? We all have our feelings on it. I, uh, you know, have some mixed feelings myself, right? I, I, there was actually some good stuff that happened to me in 2021. And, you know, there was also chaos in the world in 2021. We thought we were going to get a little bit of a break, a little reprieve maybe after 2020, but that kind of didn't really happen, right? We had um, some false starts, I think. We had vaccine controversy. We had vaccines. God, thank God for that. Um, But, you know, I I almost kind of feel like New Year's Eve 2021 kind of just felt almost like a repeat of New Year's Eve 2020, but with like just a tiny bit more hope, right? Like 2020, we didn't know when vaccines were really going to be available to the public. So there was just like this despair hanging in the air. And then last night... At least for me, I, I, you know, I stayed in, me and my dogs, I don't want to go anywhere. Omicron is just rampant in my community right now. And even though I am vaccinated and boosted, 
I just don't want to contribute to any of that. I don't I don't want to take a rapid test and have to go to a party. I, I, I'd rather just sit out, just sit out one season here. Maybe, you know, who knows? <laughs> but uh, that's just me. Lots of cancellations in the last week at my clinical rotation. Can't say they were all due to COVID, but I know a handful of them were. And uh, yeah, it seems like everyone I know knows somebody with COVID right now. And thank goodness that most of these people that I hear about are vaccinated and having very mild symptoms. But, you know, still have to take time out from work, arrange for childcare, you know, use their sick time, take time away from school, whatever it is. I guess we're in holidays, but still. It is disruptive. And and we need to get this thing under control, right? Um, look, I don't want to, you know, beat on any topics that are probably at the forefront of everyone's awareness, but that's where we're at. So 2022, whether it's happy new year or just, hey, it's a new year. (laughs) Hey, it doesn't feel much different than yesterday kind of new year. I hope you had a moment to reflect. I hope that you are able to find a bit of peace wherever you're at in, you know, this storm that continues to reformulate all around us. And I hope first and foremost that you're staying healthy, that your loved ones are healthy, and that if by chances you do happen to contract this just freaking awful disease that you are able to get through with mild symptoms. That is my hope for you. But let's talk about anatomy, right? That's why we're here. It's anatomy bites. What the heck? I mean, you know, muscles, joints, bones, bony landmarks. Um, I have to say, you know, I'm in my last little push of school just so close to the very end. And uh, I finished my academic work. I'm fully in clinical rotations now. Um, Anatomy is really helping my clinical reasoning. I have to say, you know, and this is as much review for me as it is for you. So, you know, this is helpful for me going through all the O's, I's, and A's with you. Thank you very much for giving me the reason for the season, honestly. But, you know... There are people out there who might think, I know anatomy good enough to get by. I know the general area of the insertion or the da-da-da. And that may be true, but maybe that's not why you're here. Maybe you like the the details. You like to get into the thick of it a little bit. And and this will only help you further in your career. I Trust me. If you can take the text that I'm going to read to you this anatomy of the human body by Gray and Lewis and bring it to life. Let it paint a picture for you. Maybe get out your skeleton model if you have one or your your drawings, etc. Follow through as we read and it will become alive to you. And and you know, in this field when we are talking about anatomy, 
guess what? You have to use your x-ray vision. So the more you have a grasp on it, the better you'll be at palpation, the better you'll be at knowing which exercises are really getting to the muscle that you're going for, not just what you hear, but is it really? Is it really? Are clamshells really working on hip abduction? Or is it just external rotation? Make you think, right? It makes you think. So maybe that's why you're here. You like to give yourself a little brain tease. So today we're gonna talk about one of the coolest muscles of the thigh because it has so much going on. And this is adductor magnus. Now, love adductor magnus, and I'm starting off with the adductor group with this big boy because it has so many actions, not just adduction, and it has a bunch of holes in it for vessels to go through. Like what? So we'll get into the details later, but let me just tell you this. There are giant holes in adductor magnus specifically for the purpose of your femoral artery to pass from the front to the back to become your popliteal artery. Like how cool is that, right? The body is just so smart. It knew that this blood vessel had to get somewhere and it made a little path for it. It's so awesome. So anyway, we'll get into the O's, I's, and A's, but I hope again that this episode is finding you well, that you are prioritizing your physical and mental health for your immunity and knowing all of the pieces that go with that. Food, sleep, exercise, hydration, meditation maybe, being present in the moment maybe, making gratitude lists, or maybe just knowing how to just focus when you are at the eye of the storm and let the crazy pass you by, right? Physical and mental health, so important. So important. So, without further ado, let's get into those O's, I's, and A's of Adductor Magnus. Adductor Magnus Attachments. The adductor magnus is a large, triangular muscle situated on the medial side of the thigh. It arises from a small part of the inferior pubic ramus, from the inferior ramus of the ischium, and from the outer part of the inferior part of the ischial tuberosity. The fibers which arise from the ramus of the pubis are short, horizontal in direction, and are inserted into the rough line leading from the greater trochanter to the linea aspera, medial to the gluteus maximus. Those from the ramus of the ischium are directed downward and lateralward with different degrees of obliquity to be inserted by means of a broad aponeurosis into the linea aspera and the upper part of its medial prolongation below. The medial portion of the muscle composed principally of the fibers arising from the tuberosity of the ischium, form a thick fleshy mass consisting of coarse bundles which descend almost vertically and end about the lower third of the thigh in a rounded tendon which is inserted into the adductor tubercle 
on the medial condyle of the femur and is connected by a fibrous expansion to the line leading upward from the tubercle to the linea aspera. At the insertion of the muscle, there is a series of osseoaponeurotic openings formed by tendinous arches attached to the bone. The upper four openings are small and give passage to the perforating branches of the profunda femoris artery, the deep femoral artery. The lowest is of large size and transmits the femoral vessels to the popliteal fossa. And what this text fails to mention is the difference between the anterior fibers and the posterior fibers of adductor magnus. The anterior fibers are those which originate at the inferior pubic ramus and the ischial ramus. The posterior fibers are those that originate on the ischial tuberosity. This will become important when we talk about actions later. Adductor magnus innervation. The adductor magnus is dually innervated. It is supplied by segments L2, L3, and L4 by the obturator nerve. It is also innervated by L4 and by some texts L5 and S1 through the tibial portion of the sciatic nerve. Once again, dual innervation, obturator nerve, L2, 3, and 4, and tibial portion of the sciatic nerve, L4, and by some texts, L4, L5, S1. Adductor magnus action. The primary action of adductor magnus is to adduct the hip joint, that is, adduct the hip joint, bringing the leg more toward the medial aspect. Now, earlier I mentioned that there are anterior fibers and posterior fibers of this muscle. And this is important because they have different actions depending on the position of the leg. The anterior fibers of the adductor magnus, which again arise from the rami of the pubis and the ischium, may assist in flexion. Let me say that again. The anterior fibers may assist in flexion. However, the posterior fibers, the ones that arise from the ischial tuberosity, may assist in extension. Therefore, we are looking at three major actions from adductor magnus. Adduction of the femur, or adduction of the hip joint, as well as flexion by the anterior fibers and extension by the posterior fibers. Therefore, in actions like running, adductor magnus is very active because you're constantly cycling between flexion and extension with a bit of adduction. So, very interesting muscle. We also talked about a few 
different foramina in this muscle based on the variety of insertion points that there are. And this is a very important point when we talk about those arteries and nerves perforating through the muscle. Again, it allows the deep femoral vessels to go behind the leg into the popliteal fossa behind the knee. Very interesting muscle. Now, some sources may even mention a component of either internal or medial rotation versus external or lateral rotation. And I'm going to say this, whether or not adductor magnus participates in medial or lateral rotation of the femur is extremely dependent on the position of the leg. It also varies from person to person because these actions are also extremely dependent on the shape of the individual's femur. And this is because if we look at the insertion points on that linea aspera, there is a bit of a twisting component based on the shape of one's femur from proximal to distal end. So if there's variation between humans, which of course there always is, that may also change where the fibers of the muscle are located when we're talking about this very slight axis of rotation. So because it's such a minor rotator, we really don't think of these as actions for this muscle when we're talking about the big actions that we care about. There are other rotators that do much, much more of the rotation component when we're talking about rotating the thigh medially or laterally. So the adductors, it's, it's a wash whether they're really participating much at all and when and how. So it's really not something, unless you're very interested in biomechanics and research, especially cadaveric studies, it's really not that applicable to clinical physical therapy practice. Now, if this is something that you are more interested in learning about, there is a one-page discussion in the book Muscles Testing and Function with Posture and Pain, 5th edition by Kendall et al. Very much giving you the bullet points from that discussion. Again, it has to do with anatomy of each individual's femur, how it rotates. And this is because we are not going through the anatomic axis of the joint, but the position of the leg through the mechanical axis of the joint and where the leg is in relation to that linea aspera regarding the mechanical axis. So really complicated, um, not something that is even a major player when we come to rotation. So big actions, adduction, flexion for the anterior fibers, extension for the posterior fibers. So lots of clinical relevance for adductor magnus, right? Think about all of the actions and all of the things going on with this muscle. First of all, three action muscle, 
we can almost kind of think about it like two different muscles that sometimes play together, right? We have a flexor, we have an extensor, and together they party to do adduction, right? So that's pretty interesting to think about. Also, dual innervation. Whoa. So if you're having a problem in the adductor group and you're thinking that adductor magnus might be part of it, you got to think, is it the obturator portion or is it the tibial portion, right? So that'll actually probably create a little bit of a brain tease for you since nerve problems are usually working backwards, right? So very interesting. And you know, you got to think about who is going to walk in your clinic with a potential adductor magnus strain. First thing that comes to my mind, soccer players, right? Footballers, as we call them outside of the United States, futbolistas, uh, especially in that dominant kicking leg, right? So you have the plant leg and then that kicking leg is going to forcefully adduct and flex to kick the ball. Runners, of course, as well. Horseback riding. What else? What do you think? You let me know. What sports do you do? Tell me when you've gotten your adductor strain, right? And if you look back, do you know which adductor it was? Do you think it was Magnus? Let me know. Well, that does it for today's show. What did you think? Did you love it? Did it leave you wanting for more? Let me know on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nikki-Ray. That's at N-I-K-K-I-D-A-S-H-R-A-E. Until next time, nerds, AB out. This show is written, produced, hosted, and recorded by Nikki Ray Alkima, student physical therapist in Huntington Beach, California. Moral support and occasional snoring provided by the resident pit bulls, also known as the Itty Bitty Pity Committee, Vita and Zoe. Anatomy readings are sourced from the United States Public Domain Text, Anatomy of the Human Body, 20th edition, by Henry Gray and Warren H. Lewis. Opinions and commentary are my own and do not represent any institution or professional affiliation.